Hello and welcome to the podcast of the damned. I'm your host Ian and joining me as always today is my co-host Nico. How's it going buddy? I'm good, how are you? I um well as I was just saying to you there before we recorded, I'm all over the fucking place today. I've had <laughs> so much shit due, I've been trying to get other things set up which we can we we can announce later in the show. Um other projects you know that we're doing and just college and work and th- everything's just driving me nuts today. But how's your how's your week been? Mine's just been work, 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 to be honest. That's that's all right. Work, working's fine. <laughs> it, it, it pays the bills. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It does that. But uh, yes, uh, if you haven't listened to us before, we are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time. Last week on the show, we had our first ever special guest in Candy from the House That Screams podcast, and we talked all about the 1985 Stuart Gordon classic, Reanimator. That uh, didn't quite make it to the top spot. A few of our followers were insistent that it was going to take number one, but it took number two. Um, now that you've had a few a bit of time to think about it, do you stand by all your decisions, Nico, about Reanimator? Yes, I'm pretty sure it's me that cost at the top spot. <laughs> it absolutely was. Um, and in fact, I actually had that dis- discussion with people on the Twitter account <laughs> like yesterday. Someone was like, can I recast my vote so it gets to number one? And I was just like, blame Nico, blame Nico. <laughs> I, I stand by what I said. It's, it is a very good film. And to be honest, I thought the score I gave it would have got it number one anyway but no it's gonna take uh it's gonna take a bit more than that to knock halloween off our number one spot and in the end reanimator ended up being more than a whole half point away halloween's at top with a 9.1 reanimator and overall got an 8.5 which is still like let's not be let's not be funny here like that's still a really great score it's the second best movie we've covered so far yeah and i i do like the movie but i'm not gonna lie i do prefer halloween yeah, well, uh, I I go with that as well because I gave Reanimator a nine and a half, and I gave Halloween a nine point eight. So, <laughs> uh, so do you think before just before we get into it, any chance of today's film topping the leaderboard? <laughs> I can't even finish that sentence. Um, depends how much crack you've smoked first. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just reveal that uh, that would be none. None. None, then no is the answer to that one. <laughs> so, uh, yes, this is episode number 12. And in today's episode, we are talking all about another zombie movie. We are absolutely just piling the zombie movies in right now. Cockneys versus Zombies. Um, of course, we've already done things like World War Z. We've done Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. We've done Reanimator, even though we kind of decided that that's not a zombie movie. Uh, we've 100% done, not. We've done Zombievers. So we are we are fairly getting through the zombie films. I think this is the last one we've got for a while, though. If I, I, remember, so. if I remember correctly. Um, we've got some other sort of uh we've got some vampire films and, and other things popping up but i think this is our, our last zombie movie for a while and i think i think we've had our fill for just now yeah so uh, just to reiterate reanimator is not a zombie movie <laughs> just to make sure you don't want anyone getting confused about that like everyone always fucking does <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen that zombie movie the E with the green stuff in it what, Rick and Morty? <laughs> that's uh, quite the impression there 
Yeah, the, yeah. Anyway, mm. right. So, uh, are you ready then to talk about today's I, film? I am okay. all good. As I said, we are talking about Zombie Beavers. Welcome to the East End of London, a place that has encountered the most heinous villains ever to walk the earth. But until now, London has never seen anything as monstrous as this. He's eating a foot. It's disgusting. This is an emergency broadcast. There is a viral infection spreading fast through the capital. Shut up, you shoppy tart. Those things out there are fucking zombies. Yeah, zombies. Is that as fast as they go? <laughs> That's how you do it. They're going to seal off the East End, see if they can contain it. Let's get to the docks. Piss off, you muppets! I'll take you all on and sell my brother! Stop saying that. What about Grandad? We have to go there. Toll up. Amish, wake up! He's Matt and Jeff. He'd move a bit quicker if it was dinner time. Pardon? There's zombies everywhere. Zombie? What are you going on about? Oh, oh, it's a zombie. Oh, oh. All right, Grandad. Boys, now you're talking my language. you got to shoot him in the head. We know where to shoot him. There's a lot of Trafalgar's out there. Trafalgar Square. Fox and Air. Needle and Stitch. Abercrombie and Stitch. Abercrombie and Zombie. This movie was released in Zombievers? What? 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 No, we're not. No, we're not. No, that, was we're a... really not. <laughs> that was nine episodes ago. <laughs> right. You're talking about Cockneys versus Zombies. Yes, thank you, Nico. This uh, this movie was released... <laughs> <laughs> this movie was released in 2012. was directed by Matthias uh, Hone. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And stars Rasmus Hardiker, Harry Treadaway, and Michelle Ryan. The IMDb plot is as follows. A gang of bank robbers fight their way out of a zombie-infested London. Yep, that sounds like Zombievers to me. That, that sounds like Zombievers to me, yep. Uh, the, t- <laughs> the tagline <laughs> for this movie. The undead are brown bread. <laughs> brown bread, Stan. Brown bread dead. I actually love that tagline. Uh, uh, alternate it. tagline was London ain't big enough for the both of them. Boring. Boo. Glad. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> See, oh now, if that song was in there, it would have been so good. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so just for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, uh, this is our spoiler warning for the episode. Uh, if you haven't seen Cockneys vs. Zombies and would like to, before you hear our uh, detailed review, then please pause this episode, go away, watch the movie, come back and listen to what we have to say about it. I would uh, Nico, recommend was... doing that. <laughs> was this the first time you'd seen it? No, I've seen it twice before this. I think I'd seen it twice before this as well. Um, I think first time as a, well, this looks shit. <laughs> and then kind of enjoying it. And then the second time was just, uh, ah, why not? I've nothing else to watch. And then t- obviously for this episode. Um, what do, you, what do you think? Like, this is obviously in a long line of sort of cheesy British horror comedies. Um, you know, there's a lot of like Danny Dyer films out there and, yeah. and other, other such things. When I was reading reviews for this, this was getting compared uh, unfavorably, I might add, left, right and center to Shaun of the Dead. And I think we should just, uh, well, at least I, you, you may disagree, Nico, I don't think you will, but you might. At least I think that this is a far, far inferior film <laughs> to Shaun of the Dead. Well, I think they're two total opposites because one is blatant comedy as its finest and this was just so bad it's entertaining so oh so so right okay we're are we making that definition now are you going with this is so bad it's good i'm going with this is so bad and so cheesy that you can watch it again and find even more shit wrong with it okay so you you didn't say it there though it is so cheesy it's good okay there we go we got it so nico's going with the so bad and cheesy that it's good um yeah i don't know like I enjoyed this the first time I watched it, and I enjoyed it the second time I watched it, and it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't really enjoy it today. I rewatched it again today, and I didn't really enjoy myself watching it. I don't know if maybe I was just yeah. stressed out with like other factors going on, because I have like a, a million things to do today. But yeah, like, but two out of three ain't bad, so I can't, maybe I can't let that cloud my judgment too much. Um, as far as sort of british horror comedies go and obviously we've talked about it compared to the shawn of the dead but even if you just take that out where does it sort of rank for you in terms of british horror comedies and zombie comedies and and that sort oh, of thing it's awful like it is genuinely awful so it's <laughs> is low, it too pretty awful? low oh no it's not that bad okay okay so but the thing about this is that somebody is punted, like you know somebody's went in and went i want to make a movie with brick top and they've went well, we can't really do that. And then they went, how about Bricktop versus Zombies? And they went, do you know what? That sounds funny. And that's how this has come about. <laughs> All I can just think there is that bit of Rick and Morty. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. The, the guy's like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Um, well, um, it's in the trivia for later, but I'll, I'll spill it now. So, yeah, this this uh, the, the role of Ray was specifically written for Alan Ford. <laughs> So they wanted Bricktop in this film. Yeah. So this film is completely... And you look, you can tell that this film is completely written around him. It's written around Alan Ford being Bricktop. Being just an older version of Bricktop as well. Being Um, a retired, basically, army gangster. That's what he is. That's what they all are. That's what they all are in that old folks home, I think. Well, most of them have got something about them. But yeah, yeah. like, like, I love that bit on a black woman when she gets a gun. That is just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the cast. This has got a fucking cast. Yeah. Like, this has got a an ex-Bond girl in it. It's got 
soap stars, it's got Alan Ford, it's got, you know, revered Richard Briers is in this film. Um yep. Yeah, like I say, like you said, um oh what's her name? I've just forgotten her name immediately. Uh, uh Michelle Ryan? No, the one you just the one you just said. Oh, Honor Blackman. Honor Blackman, that's the one. How could I forget her name? It's got Honor you know, it's got so it's just got like a whole range of cast from you know, really, really, you know, top drawer actors down to, you know, soap superstars and, and everything in between, really, isn't it? Um, See, I think who, who was doing the modern day Doctor Who has watched this and went, we're getting everyone in this into Doctor <laughs> they Who. They were all point. in Doctor fucking Who. Yeah. Um, like everyone. Like, like, like eight of them or something, wasn't it? Ours, ours heaps. Like, it was definitely in the trivia. Let me see if I can find it. Um, was it? <laughs> yeah, uh, Michelle Ryan. I was watching it. Michelle going. Ryan was in one of the. She was in one of the specials, I think, with David Tennant. She's in the one with the London bus where she steals it. She That's got Lee Evans in it. Because well, she's she's in the one where everyone thought she was going to be the next like assistant, That's and right. it was a red herring. Yeah, they teased that for a few episodes. Yeah. They, they remember they did the one where. Kylie Minogue might have been the next assistant. Yeah. Um. There was a couple of other ones as well, wasn't there? I can't remember who actually was that became the assistant. Was that when Coleman became in? Um. I'm not sure. Um. It. But they did tease it anyway, and she was the one like. And genuinely, when you're watching that episode of Doctor Who, you're like, she'd make a brilliant assistant. <laughs> Coleman was the first assistant, wasn't she, of Peter Capaldi's reign? Uh. Was and, she not with was, Matt Smith? And, and then it was Bell. Aye, but she was with Matt Smith as well. That's oh, because yeah, it was David. T- oh, I'm getting, I'm getting all muddled. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, Michelle Ryan, Honor Blackman, Tony Selby, Georgina Hale, Richard Briers, Natalie Walter, and Philip Cornwell were all in Doctor Who. So yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of them. Like that, I was watching this just thinking all of them. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. You've been in it, you've been in it, you've been in it. It was just weird. So, yeah, like, fair play to them. They've gone out and gotten a cast. And a pretty darn good fucking cast at at that. Um, I want you to... What are the positives on this film? This film's a comedy. Did you enjoy the comedy aspect? It's it's very slapstick slash watered-down Guy Ritchie comedy. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't really put that better than myself. Yeah, and that I quite enjoyed that. It wasn't as gangster as him. It wasn't as gritty as him, but it was still entertaining. It was entertaining. Like I, I, I love um, Eric with his bad Cockney rhyming slang. Yeah, like but he call just his, one. like calling the zombies Trafalgar's. Yeah. <laughs> And then a big, long-winded fucking way to it. You know oh, what I mean? It was so good. Um, what's, there's, some, there's a couple of other ones that he does. I have them in my notes, but that he's just... Um, apples and pears, he thinks, means throat. Uh, <laughs> Which obviously means stairs. And there's one where he's going yeah, on about... He thinks, then he goes... He's like stairs and pears that he, he, he goes up to put that rhymes with. And then yeah, he just... In fairness, he just... He backs himself up. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think my favourite one is when he's going on about vampires and he's like, what, just listing off what they need. And he's like, <laughs> steaks, silver bullets, and Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's my favourite one, Christopher Lee at the end. Like, yeah. That was apparently, ad- that apparently wasn't in the script. That was completely ad-libbed. So fair play to, fair play to Eric. 
Um, but aside from that, like we're obviously like, like there's some there's some good jokes in there. There's some good jokes that land. But as you said, it's quite a, a slapstick style of comedy. So, did you like the physical comedy in this? I mean, well, yeah, because the first real sort of sense you get of it is when the zombies are in the crypt and the boys like, oh, I'm not falling for that. When the skeletons walk behind them. And by the way, the special effects of that, but I quite liked it. You know, the skeleton coming behind. Yeah, them. it's a Practical pity about the special effects in the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's true. But at the start, it's good. <laughs> And then, uh, but the slapstick comedy thing, the bit that I started laughing at is his mate. What's his mate called again? Uh, is it Davy? Davy Toppence. Yeah, that's the one. So uh, <laughs> when he's like robbing the store, like a convenience store, yeah, but uh, David, I can't remember what she says to him. So he starts unbuttoning his shirt. She picks up a gun and hits him with it. Like, like straight oh, away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant in the bank. No, when it's like the flashback to why he got arrested or whatever yeah because it, it's flirting like, with the girl in the story yeah robin. like that's his problem with everything like he even flirts with the girl from the bunk whilst he's kidnapped her. you know yeah, what i mean all yeah, that yeah. he literally asks her out for a drink yeah so after all this is finished <laughs> do you fancy go for a beer <laughs> oh dear we know in fairness we know people oh. like that so to be honest Stockholm Syndrome's a thing, so he might be in with a chance. I think it takes longer than the 25 minutes, though, <laughs> that uh, that he's had them kidnapped for. Very true, yeah. I think for me, the best scene in this film is when, uh, is it Hamish, uh, the Richard Breyer's character, is getting chased in his Zimmer frame. Yeah, that is, like, that is proper British comedy humor at its finest yeah there's, so he, so he there's falls nothing mean in it there's nothing bad in it it's just a very very slow race of uh, a guy in a zimmer frame being chased by a basically crippled zombie that can barely fucking move it is hysteric it's you know what i like about this it's the little lines in this like the like that might be ad-libbed and like things that maybe weren't part of the script so it's things like he gets up and they're trying to tell him that there's a zombie behind him and he's yeah. like obviously not he turns around and he's just like oh bloody hell <laughs> or something like that you know like he's like oh there's a fucking zombie oh and is that Charles and dave by the way what that's playing at that during that scene no it's playing when it's the home um that's a good question i'm gonna look up the soundtrack that's actually you know what let's talk about the soundtrack because they've got a couple of well-known songs in there yeah they that's had, where um, the went. uh they had a bit of Kaiser Chiefs, and they had... Uh, <laughs> I predict the riot from the Millwall boys are taking on the West Ham boys. That, yeah, yeah. I have to say, I did kind of enjoy that as well. They've got Monster that, yeah. as well. Um, like, I love that because you see the guy with the standard blade stabbing the other zombie just repeatedly. <laughs> so Chaz and Dave play the end credit song. Right. And that's then that's it. But it would well, it, it would make like sense them. that there's some Chaz and Dave in there. I oh, don't know yeah. if uh, this is one of the things I want to ask you about. <clears throat> Does this play outside of the UK? See, this is the thing. I don't know because I know people that would like this from outside the UK, but they're over here. That's why. Well, I remember, like so... when we were talking to Candy last week, she said that her her husband Sean enjoyed this film, and they're obviously. In living and from the united states well yeah so but i was just wondering because like the the, you know when um she pulls up in the bus and the grandstand theme is playing yeah like Like, nobody will get that from no one outside the uk is going to get that so grandstand is an old sports program from um what would you say the the mid 90s 
Well, it was in the 80s through the 90s, I thought it was. Was it the 80s to the 90s? Um, but yeah, um, well, you say the 80s. It was first broadcast in 1958. <laughs> Jesus, was it? Um, yeah, and it ran apparently until 2007. I didn't think it ran that long. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> uh, it was basically just a sports program from the, on the UK that would show mainly football, but other sports in that as well. Um, and that was that was the old theme to it. And no one outside the UK is going to have a fucking clue what that is. Fuck, definitely not. But And then it... you've also got the language barrier as well. Because these people are speaking in their Cockney accents, as you would expect them to. You know, when we're, we're re- going to reference Shaun of the Dead again, when you're talking about Shaun of the Dead, they're all talking in proper, proper English accents, you know? Yeah. Um, so... Do you think well, this is proper East London fucking or oh, what Gavna? All that fucking shit. Yeah, this like, is proper uh, Dick Van Dyke or Mary Poppins. Uh, oh, they're on here. crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, I was just wondering what you, th- how you felt like. Like, look, I'm gonna give a big spoiler here for later. This, this was not a successful film. <laughs> no, I didn't think it would be. Um, so maybe maybe the answer to that is just no, it doesn't have any sort of play, but real playability value outside of the UK or inside of the UK, apparently. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the first time I watched this, I went to the cinema myself to watch this. This this made it to the. I don't remember this being in the cinema. I'm pretty sure because I had one of them. What was it? City World cards or a Virgin card at the time? I can't remember. But. I was with my ex. It was very, very boring. So I used to just look for excuses to get out the house. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> if she's listening, sorry. Uh, are, are you sorry? No, not really. No, I didn't I'm not with her anymore. Thank <laughs> fuck. Um, I really don't remember this being in the cinema at all. I first saw this on Netflix, um, uh, which I think you can still get. I think it's still on Netflix. Is it? I don't, I'm not sure. It was relatively recently, unless it's been taken off recently. Then it then it has. I remember been. watching it. Well, the second time I watched it, it was quite recently, and I'm pretty sure it was like Amazon. To be honest, but I might be wrong. It could be, it could have been Amazon. It could maybe it shifted. It was definitely on Netflix at some point, but maybe it shifted to Amazon. Um, this just plays on every single East London uh, cliche. Yeah, that it's, you... they're they're all got some criminal connection. They're robbing a bank before the fucking thing actually starts properly, where all the zombies come to get them. You know, it's 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 like, yeah, we've got two million quid, man. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's uh, it's got a guy called Mental Mickey. Metal Mickey, is it not? I thought it was mental. It's not Metal Mickey after the it was, it was the plate in from the eighties. Yeah. Uh, well, because it's a double it's a double bummy because Metal Mickey was the trash can thing from like the eighties, was it not? I just thought he was called Mental Mickey because he was, you know, mental. Oh, I thought it was Metal Mickey. It, sure it, it, metal IMDB Mickey. is credited as Mental Mickey. Oh, okay. I misheard that. See, even I didn't hear what they were saying. So, so. I thought it was like Metal Mickey who was like, it was like a trash can thing from like the 80s. I mean, that would make sense. And he has a metal plate in his head, so yeah, it would make sense, but... They maybe weren't allowed to call him Metal Mickey because of that thing. You know, maybe not. Maybe it was a, co- a little uh, copyright thing. And this this film did not have the budget to fight any copyrights. It, it didn't have the budget. I'm amazed they got the cast they got. Uh, like, just going to ruin it. Like, we don't actually know what the... I couldn't find what the budget is. 
it, it wouldn't be high. Um, no, I, I don't imagine it would be high, um, especially considering what it actually took. But I will get to that when... Uh... Oh, actually, you know what? I've just found something about budget. I've been trying to find something for the budget for a long time, but I've just found something. So I'll reveal that uh, a little bit later. But it's uh, higher than you think. Really? Yes, but we'll we'll get into that when it gets to the appropriate moment. Um, what email? Not that high. <laughs> okay. Because you said it's higher than you think. I'm like, I I thought it would be about four or five, but you sounded. Oh, okay. Well, high. then never mind. If that's how high you thought, I, I mean, I had this down as being like a a half a million dollar budget. So. Um, oh no, I put it at about four or five. Okay. Well, well, I, I, maybe I've uh, overestimated higher than you think then <laughs> am i even close uh you're, you're you're closer than you are than when you had 20 mil well no it's just because you sounded shocked that's why i said 20 mil oh i i really expected this to have like the tiniest fucking budget and see because of the cast and because of the songs in it i was expecting it to be at least a couple okay okay well we'll, we'll get there when when uh we get there um listen right Aside from Ray, you see, all uh, all fucking time I was taking my notes, I had to stop just typing brick top down on my notes yeah. <laughs> and force myself. You're fine with brick top. If anyone watches this, if you've watched this, you'll understand why we're calling him brick top because it is fucking brick top. It's brick top. Um, He's just sold the pig farm. He's fucking got rid of the gangster lifestyle and retired. That's well, all that's happened. Has he gotten rid of the gangster lifestyle? He can still he can still hold his own, but so can but, Peggy. Well, yeah. Um, but she gets out of God, it is just hysterical. <sighs> what you want to do? She taps the case and everything, and just locks it. Out. You're like, okay. Yeah, that's, the that's... other guy gets shot in the wooden leg as well. Oh no, he doesn't get shot in the wooden leg. He gets bitten in the bitten in his like leg. wrong leg, <laughs> and then just starts beating him to death with it. I would it. Like, would you not just stomp on the fucker's head with the other leg? Nah, nah, why do that when you can beat someone with a wooden leg? But, yeah, well, it's a false leg. I don't think it's actually a boot. Well, yes, sorry, uh, my bad. He's, he's he's not in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I take that back. His, uh, his fake leg. His prosthetic leg. His pr- you should know all about prosthetic. Oh, alright, okay, so defending one fucking cripple and just attacking another. Fair enough, Nico, fair enough. I can't be nice. I'm not the nice one. <laughs> Does that mean I'm the nice one? Yeah, you're definitely the nice one. Mm. Viewers, we're looking to see who you think is the nicer person out of me and Ian. Okay, yeah, email us. And, can, of... you, and can you quickly tell him he's wrong? Email us at podofthedamned at gmail.com and uh, yeah, tell us which one of us is the nice one and why. Um, <laughs> and tell us why the other one's an arsehole and why <laughs> yeah yeah do that too do that too um I, we're not i'm not going through again much like we did with reanimator i'm not really going through this scene by scene because i think that yeah. would just be really monotonous for this movie in particular as well um there's not much plot here yeah because this movie is basically we'll grab a heap of cliches and stick them in a movie You've, you've got the mental one who has the metal plate in his head. And you know for a fact, as soon as you've seen he's got a metal plate in his head, but he headbutts the car and puts a dent in it, does that whole thing. You're like, that guy is going to become a zombie and they won't be able to kill him. 
So what happens later on in the movie? That guy becomes a zombie and they can't kill him. So it, everything is telegraphed, like majorly telegraphed. Yeah, um, and the plot is very, very thin, isn't it? They rob yeah. a bank to save an old folks' home. That's yeah, it. well, that's it's not even to save the old folks' home. They're, they, it's already been sold. It's to keep them together. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, so they're, they're, they're robbing money so that he can spend the rest of his life with his mates, basically. Their granda, who's the cool one. Fucking real-life Robin Hood, these motherfuckers, eh? Aye. But um, I do like, I must admit, I did love the Dexter bit. Well, uh, what's his... Uh, is Dexter Fletcher, is it? That does it. Who plays the dad? Oh, in the in the uh, in in this, oh, I was so confused as to what you were talking about there. Uh, let me just double check that. Um, I'm, I think you're right. But yeah, anyway, the, there's a scene yeah, for the two it's, guys. It's Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, I thought it was uh, the scene where he plays the dad. Now you can't get more Cockney than him because he's played the Cockney since he was in a thing called what was it called again? Spots back in the day when he was a teenager mm-hmm. and he was he, he's played the same character ever since and he made a brilliant career out of it uh so he's always the white boy cool london guy and he's got a shotgun and he's like now kids look after yourselves yada yada mommy and daddy's just a way to pop out and then you see them load the shotguns and they're a way to go shoot it out with the coppers that is just absolutely hysterical yeah 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 because it's the, it's the juxtaposition there isn't it like it's one of the few, I, it's one of the few, I think, relatively smart jokes in this film. Yeah. Um, because some, most of them are just sort of bash you over the head, really obvious sort of style of humor. Um, and I do think that's maybe one of the slightly smarter parts of this film. So I'll, I'll give it a bit of kudos to that. Um, however, can you think of any other positives about this film? It, right, here's the positives as we I can rattle it off on one hand. You've got a brilliant cast. They are actually pretty good at what they do, but they've they're typecast characters. Every single one of these people have played the exact same character somewhere else. Yeah. So you know exactly what they're like, so it seems familiar. So that's that's a good thing. The next one is the the start of the movie. I like the fact that it started off in a crypt. Like basically the king's locked up the evil dead sort of thing in the corner and just buried them up and it's been forgotten about. Quite like that, because it's normally, oh, this virus has done this, this virus has done that, especially for that time period. And the other positives are, it's easy to watch. And I mean, it's I don't mean that in a bad way, but I don't mean it in a good way either. It's it's something you can have on in the background, jump away, do something, come back, and you won't have missed anything too much to do with the storyline. Mm-hmm. And that can be a good thing sometimes. That can be a bad thing in other times. So it's 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 good in some ways and it's bad in others. But everything's telegraphed. It's just it's switch your brain off type of movie. Yeah, uh, you cannot sit there and try and think about things in this film yeah because that's just a recipe for disaster the movie as soon as you put any sort of thought into this movie the movie falls apart completely like the two things when i went and watched this the two things i thought you're going to see here i'm like is you're guaranteed you're going to see see cockneys and you're going to see zombies zombies. no but like (laughs) when i was going to see this i'm like well you're guaranteed to see her hook up with somebody because she's such a, like, 
Laudette back in the day. So but, Michelle Ryan's going to hook up with somebody, which didn't happen in the movie, which I was surprised about. Well, I mean, well, that's she's the related other, to half the she character. was related to half the <laughs> Yeah, so then... As soon anyone as you she that, wasn't related to died. Pretty much, yeah. Or was a big whining little bitch. Oh, Clive. So, yeah. <laughs> you noticed that one straight away. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... It's like, that was the only thing that shocked me about this movie, that she didn't hook up with anyone. Like, the, there's none of that, like, that's what's missing from this, the cliche of the romance thing. There's no romance through this. Yeah, yeah, because the romance is kind of between, um, I can't remember which one of the brothers it is now, and Emma, the girl that they kidnapped. Yeah, that's and what... even then, it's not really noticeable. Oh, yeah, no, not, not at all. Um, yeah. So... That's your that's your positives. <laughs> that's like it's it's a it's like oh yeah, and you get to see a zombie kid get punted. That was quite the, the, yes. I was waiting to bring this uh, this particular scene up. So they make it to like an abandoned is it an abandoned factory or something. Uh, is it not where they were going to put the because their vans there? Remember, it doesn't work. That's their stash house for yeah yeah, yeah but it's it's an money. abandoned factory or it's an abandoned warehouse or something like that oh okay and uh yeah that they a zombie mother and a, a baby in a pram sort of toddler toddler is toddler toddler definitely toddler it's it's too big to be a baby okay um but still in a pram anyway and yeah but you see that in london all the time because it's easier to control their kids that way <laughs> They're like fucking rabid animals down there. <laughs> I like how in each fucking episode we systematically turn off a different location. <laughs> We've done it for uh, Liverpudlians. Uh, now it's East Londoners. I'm pretty sure we just do all of America in general. Hey, I I stayed in Brixton for a while. I'm fine with being in London, but I'll say it to the face just like they'll say to me. I've been called a sweaty jock more than a sweaty sock more than the times I remember, but they all think they're like gangsters and hard as nails and all this shit, and you're like, mm, you're really not. Yeah, yeah. I was actually gonna, uh, I was actually gonna talk about that. It was like because at the very end of this movie, they give like a big rousing speech about, you know, the importance of the East End and you know how how amazing it is and how all the people are amazing. And you know, it's like, oh, get over yourselves, guys. Like. Yeah. Honestly, just fucking get over yourselves. We're from like, fu- like we're Aberdonians. We're from Aberdeen. Aberdeen is a fucking shithole. Yeah. <laughs> but we love it. We love Aberdeen, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, and we love our own place, is... but we understand what it is, right? But there, and there's every... something about shitholes, right? See, if you like, East End is quite a shithole for London, so Aberdeen's quite a shithole as well. But have you ever noticed how you said that we're the we're the East no, End no, no. of of Scotland? I'm I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that would be Dundee for a start, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fucking there's Dundee gone as well. Double for me in this episode. Oh, that's uh, fine. We don't, want, we don't want listeners from Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. That's so fucking hard. If you are <laughs> listening and you're from Dundee, just just turn off now. <laughs> <laughs> you evil bastard. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Anyway, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It. Wink, wink. What I was meaning by it is, folk that grow up in shitholes tend to think just because they grew up in a shithole, they're hard as nails. No, you sound hard as nails because everyone else around you is a cunt. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. Maybe it's just a thing. Like I don't think we sound hard as nails. <laughs> well, try try working away from home and then saying that. That's true. That's true. Um, I think. I, I think it's just because we don't have Glaswegian accents. Ouija, oh my god, see if you're in London and you're drinking my Ouija, you see that the arse foul are most of the English guys doing there, especially if you're in a posh area. They just instantly go, oh my god, I'm going to die. This guy is guaranteed to be carrying a knife, even though London has got so many fucking guns in it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but, the, but, but he's got a knife. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I always found hysterical. I think the difference is, right, when we're, when we're because Scotland, like, Britain as a whole is this really weird place. There, yeah. You can travel 10 miles down the road and you can just encounter a completely different accent. Yeah, and, that's and a different up, type of person. And a different type of person. And that's up and down the country. You know, we're talking about Dundee. Dundee's, what, like 60 miles away, which is yeah. really not far. It's it's an hour, an, hour. Away, an hour away and they talk completely different. We talk an entirely different dialect to them up here. You know, yeah. we, you know and... You go further up again to to you know Inverness or the Highlands and Islands, and they've got they've got a completely different accent again, and it's just it's wild, you know. Well, um, it's a weird thing as well, because right, you've got like take Aberdeen for example, and this is the same through the whole UK because I've seen it everywhere I've worked. Right, you've got the poshest bit of town, will be Rubus Law in Aberdeen, million pound houses coming out the wazoo. Five minutes up the road, in fact, less than five minutes up the road, is a place called Maastricht. <laughs> I, I grew up there, and you were lucky if all the cars on the... I stayed on Maastricht Road, probably the longest road in Maastricht. And uh, I, I remember walking along it to school one day and counting how many cars didn't have wheels on them. And how many did you get to? I got to five that day five wow yeah wow so there you go um so yeah for all those people who are listening who haven't got a fucking clue what we're talking about. i'm basically saying five minutes walking distance you can go from million pound houses to an absolute shithole yeah yeah and, and the, the uk the uk every fucking major city is like that in the uk it's so strange so so the, the point that we're trying to make is east london fucking get over it yeah <laughs> like it, it's the same the whole of the uk all over <laughs> um yeah exactly every single town every single city has its rough parts has its non-rough parts but uh, the uk is the only place i've been to where it genuinely is you could probably throw a stone from a million pound house and hit a shithole yeah it's fucking weird literally yeah exactly yeah um okay right so let's let's move on let's drag ourselves back to this uh sorry back to the movie back to this movie let's talk about some of those negatives then since we've we've gone over i think all the positives and we've somehow managed to pad that out for half an hour don't think we've got enough time uh what for the negatives yeah we would just wrap it up now (laughs) um the cgi is fucking terrible yeah aside from that opening scene where you're talking about the effects with the the skeletons yeah i think they only spent the budget on that bit for effects and then just went fuck it we'll cgi the rest oh and it's so fucking bad isn't it yeah like, it, it, I, I don't think it was good then never mind now no I, this never looked good and I, I feel like this is one of those movies where they weren't trying to make it look good but, but it still somehow ended up being shitter than it should have been 
But I remember folk were sending in videos to get parts in this movie of zombies because they put out a fucking add-on. I think put... it was like Beeble. Yeah, but they put it out in like local newspapers and that as well. Like they were just looking look... for people. See, I do remember like you oh, probably know Beeble. what Beeble is. It, it was like Facebook for its time. Oh, a bit, be- be- be better. Yeah, you could draw knobs on anything. It was you... amazing. <laughs> You could remember you could you got like three hearts to send to people every day. Yeah, um, that should have just been three fuck yous to be honest. <laughs> they keep like every so single every other year we keep getting uh, like rumors that Bebo is coming back, and it never fucking happens. And I want to know is why doesn't it fucking happen? Like surely it can't be that difficult to just recreate Bebo. Like, genuinely, Bebo is just Facebook, so probably they can't recreate it because Facebook could no, sue you. <laughs> Facebook doesn't own all social media. I know, but it's pretty much what it is, except you can't draw dicks on your mate's picture. Well, you could do, like, remember you could make, like, quizzes and have, like, whiteboards where you would draw dicks and and, yeah. and all that sort of shit. And... Like, you could do it on the photos, though, because I remember one of my mates, he was at a wedding, and being Scottish, you were in a kilt. And his knob was hanging out. So it's in, instead of actually just... How short was his kilt? He, he, he was doing the good old-fashioned leaning on it wrong, so it lifts it up. Ah, right, okay. I thought you just meant, like, standing there. I was like, fucking hell! No, no, sit, sitting down. Oh, Jesus Christ, okay. You, you know yourself if you sit the wrong way, your balls are hanging out. Yeah. And if you've had a few drinks at a wedding, your balls are hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, that's just me not at a wedding as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> so his balls and dick were on show, and instead of like trimming the photo to cover it, he drew a knob on his knob to hide his knob. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was just genius for its time. It actually is. Like that's so fucking smart. Um, right. I keep. We, we, the we're reason why, the reason why we're getting sidetracked is let's be real this film is fucking abysmal there's not a lot to talk about there's like, really genuinely. not a lot to talk about i was really worried that this is, was just going to be a little like 40 minute episode um <laughs> and when considering our last episode went like two and a half hours almost oh, no. um you know i was re- i didn't want this to be like suddenly we're only doing like little half hour episodes but there really isn't a huge amount to talk about this film because there's no- there's nothing in it there's no plot we've we've kind of already talked about what about the the, the design of the zombies what do you make of like the zombie design uh they Make-up watched Shaun of the dead makeup effects and things i think they did all they, right there they watched Shaun of the dead yeah but they, did, but, with but they did it okay eh, it was all right but it's quite shit i think to be honest i've seen worse there's there's better ones there's don't get me wrong there is worse but there's better ones as well um <clears throat> the quality of acting you know we've talked about the great cast that they've had right yeah that still doesn't mean the acting in this film was good yeah because it it seems like like as i said every single one of these characters has played this exact same character a million times like this this is typecast characters playing the same character from different things yeah like you've got uh i've forgotten her name the one the old wifey that's like the fancies the young guy she's oh, a bit of a Doreen. yeah now she played that all through the 80s and uh, 90s, georgina hale is her that's the one her name she she played that in most things 
Yeah. I think she even did it in like Hollyoaks and like shit like that as well. Yeah, she played. Uh, she played. She was in Hollyoaks. She was in Emmerdale. Uh, she was yeah. in the Bell. Um, yeah. She's one of those people who, who just sort of pop up places, uh, on, on UK TV. Basically, yeah. Like she's she's one of those ones. She was massive in the seventies, yeah. so she popped up playing the cougar in the eighties and nineties, which is pretty much what she plays here. You've got Anna Blackman, which is the like sexy old wifey who can handle a gun. Well, that's basically a retired Bond girl, is it not? Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's just everyone in this is stereotypical of their characters that they've played before. Like Michelle Ryan always plays the kick-ass wifey. Hence, us speaking about the Doctor Who thing, where everyone thought she was going to be the new assistant. She plays basically the same type of role here. She's a lock picking cousin that actually has half a brain cell yeah yeah and like clive perfectly clive i can't remember his real name but tony gardner he, that's the one he always plays whiny bitch right he, I don't he, think fair, he just has him. that face though doesn't he yeah but i don't think i've ever seen him play anything but that fair that's fair but, Posh cunt whiny bitch is basically <laughs> in this one he's middle class whiny bitch, but he he can do both, so he's he's good at both. You know who he actually reminded me of? Um, Reese Shearsmith's character from The Cottage. Yes, yes, he did actually. I was but, trying to think who he reminded me of, and that's it. But I think Reese Shearsmith did it better. Yes, um, like but... Phil Cornwall, he's he's a good actor. He's done like all the comedy stuff where he used to impersonate everyone and all that shit. But they barely use him in this. Like Yeah, he's he's only in it like very, very briefly, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, someone who's who's well known, uh, at least in sort of like UK comedy circles. Yeah. Um again, someone else who's on it's just one of those faces, isn't he, again, that pops up here and there on, on UK TV, so um yeah, but yeah, stereotype to fuck. I don't think they play like like you said. They've all played these roles for a very long time, but I don't no. think this was any of them putting in their best performances in those roles. Oh, did you see the Raiders of the Lost Ark fucking link? By the way, mm, no, no. Uh, you know the bit where Bricktop's younger version is. I I was fifteen and I went to kill oh, Nazi. Oh, when he killed the burst into like the Nazi war room. Yeah, like the the German officer is the one from Indiana Jones. Uh, I didn't get that. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, there's a useless bit of trivia for you then. Well, there you go, there you go, listeners. In case you didn't know, now now you do. I feel very much like I feel bad for telling those listeners to to stop this episode and go away and watch the movie now. But the thing is, we're shitting on this movie, but it is actually entertaining shit. Yeah, like, like I mean, right at the start of this episode, I said the first twice I watched it, like, I really enjoyed I, I, I maybe really enjoyed it's a bit of an exaggeration, but I did enjoy it. But, like, even, even that scene with Anna Blackman at the door, I loved. Like, you know, they're they're fighting to get their mate in the door with a wheelchair. Yeah. She opens the door again and hits another zombie. Even yeah, so that's they're, right. They're safe, you know what I mean? Like, that sort of shit. That's, you would never do it, and it, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it has its moments. I don't, what this, the, and this is something I've been bringing up now for a couple of episodes, you know, we talked about the cottage, and I felt like the cottage really had a bit of heart, 
Um, yeah. I don't think this film really has heart. This this doesn't have heart. This this is th- this one's strength is a hundred percent. Switch your brain off, put on the background, and just enjoy doing this and something else at the same time. Do you think it has rewatch value? Well, I've, I've watched it three times, and the third time I thought the exact same thing. Fucking, it, it was actually quite entertaining. Okay, no, just because obviously I, I've I've now watched it for my third time, and I didn't enjoy it quite as much. So I was interested to see if you felt like it would still have rewatch value. I liked it. Like, I sort of liked. I know this sounds bad, but I like the kills that they do off screen more. Like, when he hits them in the face with a shovel, and then you can tell he's cutting the head off because it squirts the blood at him. Which Those again is very uh, Shaun of the Dead, by the way. Yeah. But that's that's more entertaining. Like this is blat- blatantly they've seen Shaun of the Dead, they've stole bits from it. They've seen other zombie movies they stole bits from, and they've just put a heap of cliches in there as well. Which would be fine if um you know, it's fine to sort of pay homage and, and, and take little bits and pieces from other films, but th- this was fucking there was a this was a lot. Yeah. It's do you know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of a Wayne's Brothers have done this. You know what I mean? They, they've seen heaps of other bits, but they had been as blatantly stealing it. They've, they've stole it. You can tell they've stole it, but they they haven't paid homage to the original, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming with that one. I can I can get that. I could get behind that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there anything else about this film, then, that you want to talk about? Uh not really. No. <laughs> we have gone a little bit shorter than we did in the last episode, but I really don't think there's that much else to go into in this film. Like I say, there's really not a lot to it. Um, <clears throat> so we should probably Actually, just... Actually, what, what's your favourite kill in it then? Dead silent. <laughs> yeah, that should say uh, that should say a lot to you. Um, oh. Probably the the opening one in the tomb. Yeah. Just because I think that's the best written one. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, actually, probably the one. But I like the one where the guy's holding the blood sack in his mouth and it gets torn off in the crypt. Quite like that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the guy, it says, "Turn around behind you," and he's yeah. like, "I'm not falling for that." I like when he dies. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, from a lot of stuff it, as well. It's uh, it's pretty bad that both of our favorite, mo- like some of our favorite moments, is from the first thirty-five seconds of the film. Because, like the, uh, I was about to say Metal Mickey again, but Mental Mickey, uh, the grenade in his mouth. What fucking kind of grenade were they using? Like, <laughs> genuinely, it's a fucking super explosion. You're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh... and that's way over the top. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, right. Let's uh, let's move on then and oh. go into our next segment and talk about some trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. Uh, so I mentioned about budgets and how I thought this movie this movie was not a success. So according to Wikipedia, so this is a Wikipedia source. So let's not. Uh, it's not gospel. It's not gospel, but according to Wikipedia, this had a budget of $3.1 million. Yeah, see, I thought it was about four or five, so that would be about right. I thought this would be less than a million. 
No. I really thought this would be less than a million. Um, grossed worldwide a hundred and seven thousand dollars. Shit. What if this movie bombed? Um, I'm not sure of what kind of cinema run it, it got. You, you you obviously saw it in the cinema, but I, I, extremely limited, I would guess, and not yeah. outside the UK as well. So. I would guess that, yeah. I've got a feeling it's one of those films where the, the title will just put a lot of people off. Well, yeah. Because... Anything with Cockney's verses, you know it's going to be a limited audience. Well, ver- verses, automa- just putting verses in your film is automatically just going to put people off, isn't it? Like, has yeah. there ever been a good versus film? Apart from Freddie uh, Freddy- Freddy- Abraham Lincoln versus Werewolves. Oh, God. Freddie versus Jason. Is shit, but that's so much fun. Or April Alan Lincoln versus Werewolves. <laughs> Not a fan of Aliens versus Predator then. Mm, I, see, I I read the comics before I saw that movie, so it was such a big disappointment. It hurt my soul. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I think the the versus title really did hurt this one. And this was another thing that this is another piece of trivia that made me. Uh, question how big the budget was so you know in the very beginning there's that scene where there's the vulture just sort of like looking over the building site yeah was so, that not fucking they they had more scenes of that but they couldn't afford it or something yeah yeah they they, they planned on having another part with the vultures in it but it was too expensive to rent the bird that's the one because i like this movie there was there was like interviews folk were being interviewed and they were being talked about on it you know what i mean yeah, and it was always when they were like promoting something else, they would bring this up to try and embarrass them. So, so you actually got to know quite a lot about the movie back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's one of the reasons why I questioned. Just I thought this would have a, a tiny budget. You know, reading mm. that piece of trivia. Um, apparently, the old folks' home that they filmed it was actually robbed a week before the shooting of the film began. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's a bit more East End than we give it credit for. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh um the bank in the film was actually a, a library they just obviously dressed it up as a bank for the movie and uh finally as i've already stated the character of ray was specifically written for andy ford they they had to have him in this film let's be real if andy ford's not in this film we're giving this film like a lot less zero to one scores yeah like that's how that's how bad it is. So, um, any other pieces of trivia that you you know off the top of your head? Um, not really with this movie, no. Okay, we shall move on then to our next segment and talk about our ratings and our reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. As always, we will start off with the critics' scores. IMDb scored this a 5.9 out of 10. Metacritic giving it a 52 out of 100. Rotten Tomatoes critics scored this 76%, with the Rotten Tomatoes audience scoring this at 45%. I am shocked at how generous the Rotten Tomatoes critics are to this film. Yeah, I was surprised at that as well. Like, let's just put this into comparison to some of the other films that we've done. World War Z got 66%. Scout's right. Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse got a 44%. Fuck. Uh, Zombievers got a 71%. Shit. 
So this 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 film you know beats all of them. It got a higher score than Child's Play, which you probably will agree with. It got a higher score with Bad Samaritan. It got a higher score than The Cottage. It got a higher score. That's it. That's that's all the movies. But that's that's I to me that's insane. Well, uh, to quote what you normally do, except I'll do it the other way. I'd rather watch this than Child's Play. I'd rather watch this than Doctor Sleep. <laughs> You, see, you said that before. That's how I use it this time. <laughs> um, no, I'd rather watch Child's Play. Nah. Uh, we always throw it out to our listeners um, and ask for your opinions and scores. Unfortunately, most of you... We got quite a few responses, but most of you hadn't seen this movie before, so there's no listener audience score for this film. That's a, that's a big N.A., I'm afraid. Um, so, Nico... Actually, sorry, uh, Rotten Tomatoes Critic Consensus. This was actually, I think, funnier than the film. If you're interested in watching a battle between Cockneys and zombies, then this is the movie for you. <laughs> really? I, I, well, good job. I was never really interested in that. So, Nico, on a scale of 0 to 10, what are you going to score Cockneys versus zombies? I'll give it a 4. A 4? That's yeah. Uh, that's generous. Well, because, as I said, the cast is actually, they're just all dialing it in, but it is entertaining seeing them recreate all those characters again, basically. Mm. Bricktop is brilliant. Sorry, not Bricktop, but Bricktop is brilliant. And basically, it is just to switch your brain off and have some fun. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'll try to think about where I rank this and what i've been scoring other films and you know do i enjoy it more or less than those um i think i'm probably fibbing i, I think i would rather watch doctor sleep than watch cockneys versus zombies um <laughs> so there you go nico you can have that one um did i enjoy it more than than zombievers i'm not sure i did i enjoy uh alan ford i enjoy bricktop i'm not really sure i enjoy anything else in this film though so for me, I can't really justify giving it a four because when I only really enjoy one person in the film. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to give it uh, a three out of ten. Okay. So we're not far out apart from each other. Um, yeah, all of our scores combined with those crick scores gives Cockneys versus Zombies an average score of five out of ten. So it's slap bang in the middle. Uh it puts it in 11th place of the now 12 movies we have covered on the show. One place above our still bottom movie, Zombievers, and one place below, Child's Play. Okay. So Child's Play gets... I just, I don't know, there's another movie below Child's Play, and that makes me happy. I'm surprised at that, but yeah. It's, it's, it's very well, tight. Can I change my score now? No. It's very tight. <laughs> Zombievers has a 4.9 overall. Cockneys vs. Zombies has a 5 overall. And Child's Play has a 5.1 overall. See, if I'd only made it a 5. If only you'd, if you'd made it a 5, <laughs> it would have made all the difference, Nico. It nah, would've... I can't. I you... can't go against my laurels. It is. It's... I mean, even if you wanted to, I wouldn't let you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, we always throw it out to the listeners. Um... Uh, and ask for your opinions. We did get a few opinions back though. So Stranger in the Strange Chat says, I thought it was decent, plus the magnificent Richard Briars. So they were a fan of Richard Briars. Bob Scott says, one of the few zombie movies I actually enjoyed due to the black humour in it. It's not as good as Shaun of the Dead though. Yep, fair enough. 
Jiggy's Horror Corner. I thought it was okay and it packed a few emotional punches, but overall it's sort of hard for modern age zombie movies to stand out unless they're quite good. And this one, at least to me, just felt somewhat forgettable. Hmm. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't think it does enough to stand out. It doesn't do anything original. There's not enough quotable lines. Like, if you think of Shaun of the Dead, it's so just quotable. Ah. And, you know, you just remember those scenes. Like, you remember, um, you know, the the scene with the darts. You remember the scene with the, the, the uh, you know, the, the, uh, the queen scene. You know, you remember someone getting their arms and legs pulled off. You remember, you know them deciding how to kill philip you know those you know all those sorts of things um and for me like what do you remember from this film you remember the zimmer frame scene and the football hooligans that's it i i actually forgot about that really i've done what was the one that it was a good scene i think it's a good scene i think it's a funny joke again though it's a joke that's not going to play out really much else unless you're a football fan or from the east end of london it's not going to play anywhere else yeah you know so the jokes for me are for a very slim percentage of the population and that that makes it difficult as well well yeah i never saw that but the that one sticks in my head because it is just like yeah just funny yeah uh, and finally, the Bad Movie Cult Podcast says, better than I thought it would be, good gore, decent performances, and a lot of laughs. So, mixed responses there. No one just hating this film, and I don't just hate this film as well. So, there's uh, there's a little bit of something there, but I just uh, don't think it goes anywhere near far enough. Okay. <laughs> sound a little, I, I, you sound a little offended there, Nico. I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm trying to disagree with you with any of it, but no, I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly, to be honest. So I'm just like, yeah, well, um, I, I, I felt like I was going to put up a fight for this movie, but the more I was talking about it, the less I was putting up a fight for the movie. Fair enough. Uh, you'll be pleased to know, Nico, that um, I, I just forgot to put together a quiz for this one. So you're off the hook for the second week in a row. If I, I would easily try a quiz on this one, because... There can't be that much to know about it, that's, surely. That's probably why I forgot to do it. But we'll move on to our, our bad letterbox reviews segment. This is a segment of the show where I trawl through the letterbox reviews and try and find uh, some of the funnier and more interesting reviews that are on here. Um, so let's just uh, get through it. Alan Ford says, fuck, my heart says five stars. <laughs> feel like that's very much how we feel about this film yeah see that this is a thing like it's it's meant to be centered around the young ones trying to save them but he just steals every bit of scenery that he's at i don't think i don't think he knows any other way i know and it's it's just that's the way it is so yeah fair enough uh next person was a little bit confused where was danny dyer yeah it does look like a movie that could use him well, could use him. It just looks like the sort of shit that he would be in. I don't know if could use him is the right phrase. Because let's be real, Danny Dyer films are not good either. No, but that's what I meant. Okay. okay. I mean, they could use him the, the, in this because, well, like, I think that's the only cliched character that's not there. Okay. Uh, this next person, though, they, they, they get it. They know exactly what they're talking about. And they say, it's a movie. Nice. 
you know, you know so they they obviously understand film yeah uh next person my nephew is sleeping over he wanted to watch this kids god damn them <laughs> how did the kid find out about it i don't know maybe they were just like scrolling through netflix or something uh maybe uh next up surprisingly i'm using throwaway film but shallower than a puddle of piss <laughs> see shallowy like i'm using throwaway film that's pretty much what i've been saying yes no that was on the higher end of the the ratings and i think that was a two-star rating that one yeah because i just remembered even the bit where they're driving through the district where the hookers are you wouldn't really get that unless you've stayed round there yeah yeah exactly uh, and then finally they drop kicked a baby lol and it, it was funny the way it landed on the target about what was it? Uh, it was like child ch- abuse. A, a child abuse. Yeah, it was a child abuse yeah. billboard, wasn't it? So yeah. with a target on it. With a target on it. <laughs> like so, if you're ever gonna, if you're ever gonna kick a toddler, that's what to aim. For. That's the target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, that was it then for our bad letterbox reviews. We'll move on then to our final section uh, of the show, and that is our listener question of the week. This week's listener question of the week, what is your favourite non-UK slash US, we'll throw Canada in there as well, horror movie, basically asking you, basically we're asking you, what's your favourite international horror movie? So Nico, have you got an answer? Uh, Train to Busan. Train to Busan, recent, very recent film, um, zombie film, great film, love that film. Uh, I, I, well, I, I know it sounds like we're just doing zombie films all the time now, cause, but that is probably one of my favourite of the newer oh, no. like, zombie I just realised that I've picked a zombie film as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have. So my favourite is uh, the Spanish found footage movie Wreck. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I love that film so much. You know what the problem, I know why I love that film is it's found footage and it really doesn't overstay its welcome because I think it's only like 70 minutes long. So it's a very short film. Um, but I think like it's, it's really claustrophobic and I think the design's really good. I love that film. Do yeah, not, though, watch Quarantine, the American remake, because it's fucking abysmal. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's Quarantine, not the remake, but you beat me to it. I did beat you to it. So yeah, that's yeah. the question. So we've gone for Train to Busan and Wreck. What are we obviously, th- again, throw this out to you guys and ask for some of your opinions. So the Dragon with the Girl Tattoo says, it's a three-way tie between Shatter, A Tale of Two Sisters, and Let the Right One In. I love Let the Right One In. That is an amazing film. It's a good movie, like. Oh, I think it's I think it's a great film. Absolutely, it's love not. That. It's not the best vampire movie, but it's a good movie. Oh, oh, oh is that a little? Oh, you, is that a shot, Nico? Shot was fired there. Like. Shot was fired. So, uh, for those who maybe don't know, across our social media, we've been doing a thirty-one days of Halloween for October, basically where we just ask a different topic every single day. Today's one was favorite vampire movie, and Nico predictably has gone for the lost boys and i've gone for what do you mean predictably i've never mentioned that movie before (laughs) and i've gone for let the right one in um not so yeah shots fired there from nico okay that's how we're (laughs) gonna that's how we're gonna play this um kate says i know it's a bit silly but i absolutely love troll hunter i think that's a good film as well it's no bad like it's no bad though it's no, it's no, uh, it's, it's no, no, best, it's no, it's no Lost Boys. 
Hey, that's not a vampire movie. It's so not the best vampire it. movie. Uh, Junk Shop says uh, Baskin from Turkey. Have you seen that one? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Okay. Uh, Dark Obsession says uh, the Spanish movie The Orphanage. Not heard of that one either. No. Uh, Harker Jones says Martyrs, which is obviously a French film, and that's another yeah. film that I absolutely love. It was, for me, it was between Wreck and Martyrs. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that film. It's so good. Out of those two, I would have picked Martyrs. Aye, uh, well, it's no let the right one in, is it? Uh, jazz singing, <laughs> jazz, jazz slinging slasher says, "Train to Busan" is such a gem. But I also really like Dark Water and One Miss Call. Um, again, another movie. Do not watch the American remake of One Miss Call. Abysmal film. That film actually, I think, has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't even know they remade it. Oh, it's bad, Nico. It's bad. Is it? uh, and Tanner says, "Train to Busan, insanely good zombie movie." So there you go. A couple of people in agreement with you. Yeah, it's 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 just the way they do it. It's just like that bit where it's like one on one in the train where they're trying to get through the zombies. It's just it turns on its head, and I love it. Uh, next week's listener question of the week is: Who is your favorite horror actor? This can be anyone who is well known in the world of horror for their acting performances i'm i know your answer already nico you know my answer already yeah um, but we will reveal all to you guys next week on the show so again that is who is your favorite horror actor those uh threads are already up on our social media so go check them out um that's something i didn't even do i didn't do the plugs at the start of the show nico <sighs> shocking that's terrible. You'll have to do them at the end. How are people going to know where to go? Um, well, I've got so much to plug. We'll <laughs> just have to fill it in next time. Eh? <laughs> so, yeah, that is it then for this week's show. Nico, thank you so much for joining me as always. Thank you for having me on again. Yes, no problem at all. Uh, if you would like to check out our social medias, you can do so on Twitter at Damned Podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Just search for Podcast of the Damned next week on the show we have another special guest we have Paige from the reverie true crime podcast joining us and we're in the spirit of halloween going to be talking about hocus pocus i'm excited for this one i've never seen it what i'm joking oh fuck. Hell. <laughs> holy fucking shit oh, you totally had me there oh, i honestly God. thought you hadn't seen this and i was about to disown you completely from the show virgins beware that's all i'm saying <laughs> so you nico yeah hey. Hey, hey. um there's technically a zombie in hocus pocus uh, yeah yeah there is so could we class it as a zombie film <laughs> <laughs> can we avoid zombies for a while i think uh, maybe we should just that should be our new segment on the show is just how we make it a zombie film alien how do we make that a zombie film Oh, we didn't even do it now. <laughs> i put you on the spot, ever. Come on. Well, I need to think about it. That's, like, that's oh. why it would become a segment on the show. Aboo. Aboo. <laughs> uh, so, yes, as I we teased at the beginning of the show uh, a, a new project that me and Nico are going to be working on. And coming uh, next week, um, this, movie, this, this episode is going to be released um, the following week. We actually have a new podcast called the high flying wrestling show if anyone i don't think i think we've made it known before that me and you are big wrestling fans and we're going to be starting up our very own wrestling podcast it's yeah. going to be broadcast it's going to be released every single monday 
Uh, and we're going to just talk about news and and stories and you know pay-per-views and some reviews and things like that from the world of pro wrestling so i'm very excited about it um i hope you are too and uh yeah we will be more information the you can already follow the social media it's twitter is at hf wrestling show um it's also on facebook as the high flying wrestling show and instagram as well um so yeah go give those social media accounts a follow we'll put them in the description for this week's episode as well and uh yeah please please go do that because um you know we love talking about pro wrestling and it's something i don't think we really get to do enough yeah like hulk hogan's still in it is he yeah 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 you know i i heard about this guy called coco beware then uh, uh there's this new character coming out horror related called the undertaker <gasps> I heard he had uh, the devil's favourite demon as a brother. Oh, actually, kidding aside, have you seen uh, Netflix has a wrestling thing slash horror thing? Escape on... the Undertaker? Yep. I've not seen it yet, but I've heard it's I've heard it's goofy as fuck, but I've heard it, it's... It's an interactive I've movie. Heard it, I've heard it's kind of like a decent gateway thing for like younger it, people. It's awful. Oh, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's for kids basically oh, okay well i'll need to check that out <laughs> it is for children okay. uh but yes yeah, so please go check out that show when it airs like I say follow us on those social media accounts um and those episodes will be airing very very soon um but yes like i say join us next week on this show where we'll be talking all about hocus pocus thank you once again to nico for joining me and to you guys for downloading and listening to the show we really appreciate it and until next week you all stay spooky out there